Hello everyone and welcome back to the Free for Free Football Podcast. Today I'm joined with Marwan Fellini's cousin Dowd. Yeah. Hello. And Kadama, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Dowd, uh, how how you keep how you keeping? Are you are you alright? Yeah, I'm not you, too bad. You mentally okay there? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like the podcast is just opening up these days with you baiting Dowd into talking yeah, about with, Manchester with United. Man United's uh, results, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I, I miss Jaff as the horse, but sometimes I don't mind getting my cheeky digs in. Yeah. You know, uh, let's quickly go to Kadama and quickly ask him how he's feeling with the result on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, another win. Thought it was a, you know, professional performance. You know, give a cliche. It was like, it wasn't the best watch. Like, Newcastle Wolves is never usually that fun of a watch. Can't imagine the intros enjoyed that on a Friday night. But, you know, I think we're pretty much safe now. You know, it would have been nice. I very, very positive signs, though. Yeah. That that uh, goal, um, uh, Woods' first disallowed goal, that was really good. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's just good time, good vibes, man. Bruno is a world-class. Finally have a world-class Bruno. Unlike yeah. Man United, who have an all right Bruno. He, 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 <laughs> he had a good link-up with Alvaro. Um, yeah, Alvaro was uh, surprisingly decent. He seemed a lot more confident in the ball. Um uh, Sir Maximan wasn't as. Yeah, I don't know what's, uh, what's wrong Pearson, with him. Pearson, yeah. Uh, well, the other players uh, turned up. They did all right. Yeah. Shelby though, Shelby. I, I, I keep hearing United uh, fans saying, "Oh, Shelby's uh, one of our best players this season." I don't see it, man. I see him. I see him too um, mistake prone. I see him too um, lackadaisical. Uh, nah, he's not. He's not. He, he definitely like Bruno, was. Compared to Bruno and Joe Linton, where they actually run into positions to try and give the your your players uh, yeah, avenues but, to but pass. But Shelby's never going to be that runner or that he, midfield he's destroyer. He's disciplined though since he was at Liverpool. But I, I saw his role in the team. Like he, his presence or lack of it was really felt when he was out for a few games. Uh, just the possession, keeping possession as a team. Like we can't really do it without Shelby at the I, minute. I don't. I don't think he's he's that good of. No, this is the thing, right? Yes, he's got a role in his possession. He's got a role in his passing. Yes, but there's plenty of better opportunity. This is like saying um, he's the, uh, he's as best as we've got, and he's pretty good. He's not. He's he's standard. I think going forward, you you need to have better players in there, and there's cheaper players probably in, even in the championship. That yeah. I would say that would do a better job. I, I, I disagree. I think you've been incredibly harsh. I think he's he's been very solid under Eddie Howe, and I wouldn't be surprised if next season, uh, once Bruno becomes a like certified starter. And uh, Joe Linton as well, alongside him. I think Shelby will still keep that spot ahead of Willock. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll the most important thing is, you know, for for the city itself, Newcastle stay up, and Manchester United not to give wasteful points away. Well, you yeah. know the way the way things are going. I thought Arsenal will absolutely leapfrog us, but they, they have a yeah. disastrous uh, spell it's, as well, and they've the, literally just gave us another entry. Back the annual it. top four is lava, right? Like competition yeah. where yeah. nobody wants it. Although Spurs are making a decent case for it. Yeah, but it's always Spurs. Right. Forget about Spurs, forget about Manchester United and forget about Arsenal. Let's talk about one of the biggest clubs in the world, Barcelona. I'll start off with a trivia. Dowd, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah I think it's, so. It's a good 10-pointer. 10-pointer? 10-pointer, right? What the? Right. Jeez. Yeah. Is that so, 10 things to say? Well, 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 listen to the question and, you know, I think you should be able to get some of these. Um, if you don't, um, I, I might have to replace you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> right, right. Barcelona have won five Champions Leagues. Can you guess the year they won a Champions League and which team they played in the final? Wait, wait. So they've, how many they've, points? They've won more than five Champions Leagues. No, they've no, won, no, five. They won five European clubs. Okay. 
2015. Come on. Yeah. You played Juventus. Yep. 2011, they played Man United. United. 2009, Man United. Uh, sorry. Is it? 2009, yes. Man United. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. And then come, come. 2006, Arsenal. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stinker. There's one more, right? Yep. Um, 92? Yep. 92, Monse? No. no, but but uh, the answer was actually said on this podcast before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember it was 92. Dortmund? No. Bayern Munich? No. Juventus again? Um, I'll just leave it to this. It is a Serie A club. Serie A club. Awesome, Doria? Yep. Yeah. Ah, Bro, you, you lost 10 points. I cleaned up all 10 points. Yeah, fair I thought you got some in there. What, what's uh, going on? I, you know what is that? I didn't Two of them were against your team. I know, I, that's, I that's what I'm saying. I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of okay, sympathize okay, with that. Okay. The question wasn't... Yeah, okay, was okay, 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 I do apologize. Yeah, I don't really I know, know what I got my points for, the teams or the final years. Yeah. Both, yeah. they were for both. Right. Oh, so two points each and five yeah. questions, fair enough, ten. Right, right, okay. okay yeah. I think I should make it a bit All right, more clear. that makes sense. I didn't get the rest okay, of the Okay, sorry about that, bro. <laughs> you, know, I'll, you know, I'll let that slide. But let's get to uh, talking about Barcelona. You know, obviously, a couple of year, uh, well, it was a couple of years ago where they had a lot of issues with uh, Bartomeu. Obviously, you know, financial issues and you know, one Laporte. Messi issues. Yep. One Laporte came in. Coleman issues. That was okay. just last year, no, a couple of years ago. I don't know. No, 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 but it, it, it's, yeah, it all it's started over a couple of years. That's yeah, what I'm definitely. trying to say, you know. The decline was... Obviously, yeah. one reporter came in, you know, he's tried to sort out the financial issues with the club. You know, at one point in the podcast previously, I mentioned, you know, Barcelona could possibly be even bad as Portsmouth. I don't know if you remember that I or do, not. yeah. Definitely yeah. when Coleman was playing. Yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just a really, really better time for Barcelona. You know, everything was just going downhill and... They've they've changed they've changed you know I, I don't know what they've I got say a about direction it. they've got a backing for the manager now that's the difference like Coleman came out himself he said when uh, Laporte came um, uh, post elections he didn't feel like he was supported whatsoever he didn't feel like it was his he was Laporte's man for coaching um, and then obviously Xavi's came Xavi's like you know well he was everybody thought it might be a bit too premature in his career to take on such a massive club. Given his just stint in Qatar, and uh, yeah, he took it on board, and he's using a lot of what Guardiola does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But I want to know how how has he changed the club and give it such a good good feel factor, Kadama? Like, what's he done? Well, he's a symbol of the glory years, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got that first coming in. Kind, you, you, it's a trend that we've discussed before on the podcast of bringing mm-hmm. of clubs now, especially at the top. Uh, level even like uh, bringing in ex-players that were part of you know past success to try and rally the team and rally the supporters behind them you've seen it at Frank Lampard at Chelsea Perlo at Juventus Zidane at Real Madrid where it worked incredibly successfully uh, you know you've oh, so got, you got the infamous Oli Gunnar Solskjaer yep, at Man United you got Oli at Man United did, I mean he did break some records and now you've got Xavi at uh, Barcelona and you know what it's, you've even seen it before like clubs like Newcastle where they brought Shearer in you know, it's, it's, it's a tried tra- tactic that seems to have come back and uh, it's it's uh, sticking a lot more now you know bringing in someone that knows the club quote unquote it's uh, that's one aspect of it you know Xavi was part of probably the greatest club uh, team of all time and you know bringing him back is probably going to keep the socios socios isn't it that's uh, what they're called the members of Barcelona yeah Thothios, if you want to put the uh, accent <laughs> on it. But, 
you know, it'll keep them probably relatively uh, on his side for a longer period if results don't go their way. But obviously with football, the biggest thing he's done to rejuvenate the team is win football matches. I mean, you've got 4-0 El Clasico at the Bernabeu. I mean, that's going to endear you to the Barcelona fans regardless of whether your you know, name is Xavi or not. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest thing he's done. And he's just brought back players for the French players like Dembele. He's got a new lease of life under him. And, uh, you know, he's just working wonders at the club now at the minute. Yeah, it seems like and he's brought the, you know, the so-called good feel factor back at the club. You know, it seems like the fans are happy. Obviously, financially, they're, they're good. And Dowd, I just want to come back. Uh, it was at the end of the January transfer window where there were a lot of issues with Usman Dembele. And he's just brought him back. Obviously, he's brought in Traore. He's brought in Aubameyang. Fernand Torres. Yeah. Aubameyang, yeah. you, know, you could argue that they forced the move for Aubameyang. Yeah. <laughs> he was available and like, ah, you know what, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of an upgrade on Luke de Jong. Uh, as our as our second, but Martin Brathwaite and Depay were pretty much leading it from there, weren't they? In terms of goals and being up front, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, he's done all right. He's done. He's, I mean, he's done. All right. He's done really well. Uh, I shouldn't say be a little what he's doing in terms of stats wise throughout the the league. He's he's had a complete turnaround. Um, he's he's brought back in his possession football. Uh, I think he's famously said um, he did a masterclass uh, where he said. The, the best position you can be in a football match is if you've got um if you've got uh, the the ball and uh, well they're, they're showing it because they've got an average possession of 64.8% compared with the next top team which is Real Madrid with 60%. So yeah, um they're doing they're doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to mention just to Kodama as well the the influence Danny Alves could have had on the club, you know, come back to the club. You know, it's a beautiful, romantic story. Come back to Barcelona and trying to bring him back to the top again. Um, what has that done for the club? I mean, you've got to... You can't ever discount the value of experience, right? You've got yeah. uh, someone coming in who, again, was part of the most successful period of the club's history. And it's got to mean a lot to the young players now, especially now that their squad has... I think they're one of the youngest squads in the league. I mean, you think about their midfield they've got Wonder Kid Pedri who's 19 and then you've got Gavi who's 18 like uh, it might be even younger than that 17, 18 something like mm-hmm. that and you know even the yeah. more senior players like Frankie de Jong or Ajo are still really young players Yeah. so bringing in that experience to complement that youth is is crucial and he's not even like you know having a you know a, a retirement session like Messi is at PSG Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's not having a vacation in, in Barcelona. He's actually, like, playing games and he's in decent shape. He's obviously looking forward to the World Cup. He's still uh, got his sights on the, uh, you know, on Qatar. So, you know, he's, he's, his uh, presence there is vital. Yeah, everything's been really positive. Like, the way that they're playing football, the possession, um, turnover, uh, things that a lot of what Pep used to do, um, especially when he was there. And what he's doing with... Um, uh, at Man City in the earlier days, and what uh, it's kind of like what Arteta is trying to do is is drive with the ball, but keep in possession at all times. So trying to recycle it back, and then trying again on the wings and overloading in the wings, and that's why you you know they bought Adama Traore and they bought Ferran Torres, yeah. players who are very nimble, who can dribble, who can take on one ones, and this is the reason why they've scored the most crosses um, in I La Liga so wow. far. Okay. From, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but I think what's interesting though 
is that you know you've mentioned Arteta who's been hailed as like the Guardiola regen you know like mm-hmm. the protege and stuff I feel like Xavi has managed to kind of divorce himself from that comparison yeah, where he's likened more to Luis Enrique because you know Xavi does obviously focus mostly on possession but it's not in the same way that Guardiola would like if you look at the tactical setup that Barcelona have and uh, and compare it to Man City Man City is making more lateral passes whereas, lateral and runs yeah whereas Barcelona under Xavi are a lot more vertical they're not afraid to go long and I'm not talking long you know like a Burnley you know long ball to the big man up top but they will uh, you know in their combination of passes open up the space for the wingers to run in behind and then they won't be afraid for you know Busquets or whoever to like hit a through ball over the top for the uh, you know for the attacker to to run into and uh, and obviously you know possession is still still king like you know you mentioned they've got the highest average possession in the Liga under Xavi so. they do yeah uh, and, and the way that the transition from um, from the back uh, into an attacker position is, is quite interesting as well because they they do 3-2-5 essentially when they're when they're on the on the front foot um, I, and it's it's a it's a constant barrage but also it's a constant um, uh, like a a pass back essentially if there is no route going forward um to recycle it around but however the way that has some disadvantages as well is because the way that they play positionally and the way that they start to track the um start to run after the ball if they don't have possession leaves a lot of gaps open and you'll see some of the goals that they've conceded yeah. are some very like um you you would think they were a bit amateurish mm-hmm. um or the the players weren't as aware as they should have been uh, to that gaping um, hole in 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 the in the in the pitch that you know the the opposition exploited really. I think that's where the Luis Enrique comparisons come back because you're talking about the pressing that Barcelona do. Obviously, under Xavi, he's tried to modernize them, and that's where again the f- difference between the Barcelona revolt, where it was just tiki taka, there wasn't like they were winning the ball high up the pitch, but it wasn't this like gung ho pressing that you see now that you know Bielsa and Klopp and even Guardiola have like pioneered and stuff. But um they have under Xavi since his arrival the most pressures per ninety than any other wow, team in La Liga. Incredible. So, you know, he's getting the team running. He's not just relying on, you know, tiki taka pass and move. Like he, he they're showing a lot of energy a lot of modern you know characteristics but with that pressing like you say like it looks almost amateurish it's because they go man to man don't they kind of like spain does with uh with luis enrique uh, but they maintain the shape within the press yeah. and that's that's the the, the the disadvantage that's what i'm yeah. saying because if that press is beaten you're very vulnerable very vulnerable and you don't have really the pace of uh you know a cante or sort of like a Fabinho or something to like I, track back I, I want to see this barcelona uh face a 4222 um you know, like the the what the Ragnik, um, well, Hassan uh, uh, Hassan Hootel, not total football. What's it called? Um, like Gigan Pressing. Pressing. Because I don't think they'll they'll um, be able to handle it. I, I genuinely don't think because it, it's so obvious that it, how the, how this um, Barcelona team could be beaten, mm-hmm. given a, a good side with a good manager, um, and so far they've done really well to curb all that. And you can see by the clean sheets, you know, their def- you know, Araujo is, is doing a really good job. You know, forget about Araujo. Jordi Alba and Dani Alves are doing a class job. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable that they've got such high pressing 
statistics with Jordi Alba still playing as a marauding fullback, but then sometimes um, settling in as a centre back, uh, makeshift centre back, and their attacks, and then also Danny Alves then transitioning into like a, a pivot alongside Busquets, which only to be honest with you, as players get older, they become more smarter, they become more. Uh, adept with um, intricate passes or um, cooling things down where, you know, like uh, younger yeah. players aren't as good as that. And it, I, I think it's a, it's a natural role progression for Danny Alves to actually go in that deep line midfielder um, position when they are attacking. Uh, and that that is all credit to Xavi. Uh, he's done a really good job. And I, uh, maybe because he's got a relationship with them that he can start to give them that vision and say, look, you can, you can do that. Or maybe he, just, he has to work with what he's got and you could probably do, do it if you had much better players. You could do such a better job. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, obviously, Javi, obviously, you know, his first coaching role was at Al Sadd in Qatar, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually got, you know, all his issues. He had them there. You know, uh, what's the right term? You know, his, his teething issues. You know. Yeah. So you know, he got uh, Al Sadd playing the way he wanted to play them. You know. Ha- High attack and pressing football, and and it's worked. There. He's won league titles there. It's just the transition from, you know, to to a club like I'll start to Barcelona, and like I said, massive transition. Yeah, big transition. Unbelievable transition. Yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not slagging Guardiola off, but Guardiola had arguably the best players in the world at that time. Yeah, you know, you look at what Xavi actually has to work with, and they're all Asian players. Well, well that's, that's a. Well, you know, that's a no, re- no, like the core spine is the agent players. Right? Yeah, that's, that's a result of the, you know, you touched on earlier in, mm-hmm. in the financial woes that they're going through. Yeah. You know, like it's it's kind of funny seeing Barcelona go from a club that's, you know, throwing 600k a week at players like Griezmann and, and whatever else and Coutinho. And now yeah. they're just like looking at the bargain bucket in the January Very transfer window and whoever's free. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, well, you I say mean, that, but the Ferran Torres is not a bargain bucket. A KFC meal and uh, Aubameyang definitely <laughs> Bro, I still like has. KFC, man. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, um, Aubameyang definitely still has a few years. No, of, no, I know, but it's just football. like Barcelona two years ago would never be looking. I mean, look at the transfers they're making already. They've got Kessier coming in from AC Milan on a free transfer, like Masrawi coming in. Uh, Christensen, sorry, from they're trying to get all the Chelsea's back line on free transfers, man. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like, actually, they are because Christensen's on a free transfer. Oh, Rudiger trying to get as well. I'd ask me like, to be fair, Rudiger's playing absolutely. You know he's playing really good. So it's just he, he could play in any of the top six. And they're good players. The they're good mm. players, but it's like you know Ali says, like they're not world class. They're for, not for Barcelona stature. I think though, given the decline of the Liga in general, they, he's they're still enough to win a league title. I think that he'll be like challenging for the league next season. Yeah, yeah. You just need, you just need to give give him time. You know that that's what coaches need. You know, unfortunately with. With like certain coaches, they're just they're just out there. I know I know Pirlo Pirlo's a bad example, but he was out within a year. I think and Pirlo did actually all right. I think it was. You had to work uh, with what he had, and he he did better than Allegri's doing, if you ask me. Yeah, I was watching the game against Cagliari yesterday, where Vlahovic got the winner, and my brother's like, "What the heck is just happening, Juventus?" Yeah, well, you know, for for him, Juventus were the team with Dybala, Pogba. In 2015, yeah. he's watching, and he hasn't watched Juventus in five years or so. You think, what the heck's just happened? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, Juventus will probably do something similar. I mean, they they probably need a similar rejuvenation, don't they? I mean, they've brought in Allegri, and it's not going well. I don't really know what is. I know it's just, we're talking about Barcelona, but I, I think well, Juve from what I saw yesterday, 
they're missing something there. And the fourth, so they can still get trap music, football. But getting back to Xavi, he, he's working what he has, and obviously he has a he has a system which is working. How can you improve on that, Dowd? Um, how can you improve? Can I mention some of his improvements that he's made? Yeah, but yeah, then, go for but it. But then the things that I think that he doesn't he. The biggest test for him now, because you're saying how can he do the improvements? I think that there's a test for him to to get some of these younger players to play. Um, I find a lot of clubs that rely on their younger players, and Sir Alex Ferguson was probably the best uh, manager to really bring this out with younger players, is, is consistency. Younger players will have a really good spell, right? Uh, but there will be something that goes, you know, like a bad couple of matches... Doesn't go well, you know. They've got, um, you know, they keep it in the post, and like Timo Werner, you know, absolutely, <laughs> the bad spell doesn't stop. Really, They're saying that he got a hat trick, but it's it's getting his really important players are doing really well for him at the moment, like Pedri, Frankie De Jong, um, uh, Ansu Fati, um, Dembele, all those players. If they can be consistent, I genuinely think they could even, you know, mount a title shot very late on even th- this year uh, given Real Madrid don't do not do well but next year definitely and that's the difference is getting your players over the line throughout the whole season not not for the first half of the season where they play absolutely class Pedri's playing outside uh, you know you know out of his boots the difference is what is is that and the the things he's changed is Frankie de Jong's positioning you know I think in Coleman uh, era he was playing like a, a deep pivotal role next to Sergio Busquets and Enrique's time is just a, like a um, like Who? a midfielder. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, De, De Jong. De Jong never played De Jong under Enrique. Didn't play under Enrique. Did he not play under Enrique? What was no. the? Other? I think he came under Ernesto Valverde. 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 Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, for for the Dutch team, he plays pretty much as a as an anchor pivotal role. Uh, Did he play line. under Valverde? Sorry, because Valverde would have left straight after Liverpool, right? And that was the season that De Jong had his breakout year. At no, he didn't get sacked after so, the Liverpool game. Yeah. Right. So he stayed for a bit after he joined, then got yeah. sacked. He joined 2020. Okay. Yeah. So I can't remember that? the time. It's, it's not important. It's not important. I but think yeah. he played on the three managers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. yeah Valverde, Coman and uh, well, Xavi. Xavi now, he's playing a lot more attacking. Yeah. He's, he's had a lot more opportunities to actually have a shot. He's pretty sh- crap at finishing, but it's, yeah. it's, it's very... Um, positive signs. Frankie De Jong is, uh, I'll be honest, one of my favourite players to watch. I love watching I think him. he's honestly like the epitome of the modern uh, midfielder. Like his role in the team has changed a bit, you're right. But now when the Chavi's got him, you know, g- getting up the field more, you know, occupying the half spaces, linking up play a bit more and it's playing more to his strength. I thought he was harshly criticised last season. You know, the entire team was out of sorts kind of thing. And, you know, Messi was carrying them straight through to the, you know, through most games and through the Champions League and whatnot. But De Jong was also probably the second best player last season, I thought. Yeah, uh, I would agree. But now he's... Then Ansu Fati probably after that. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Well, Ansu Fati was the injured last season before, maybe. uh, Was it not the beginning of the season and end of last season? Yeah, beginning of the season he came back and then... Yeah. Yeah, poor guy, man. That guy's... I know, man. Hopefully his career is not uh, sidelined uh, too much. But Frankie De Jong is like, he's only 24, isn't he? Or something like that. And he's already like probably one of the most senior players in the squad. Just having been there two, th- three years now. Two years. And like, yeah, like, yeah, like you said, he's just, uh, he's got a new lease of life under Xavi. And I think that's what's impressed me the most in the Xavi is how many players have come back from like 
you know, some of them come back from extinction, you know, like Alba and Busquets were just talked about like, why are they still a Barcelona? Yeah, we need to phase them out. And yeah. under Xavi, they've been two of the best players. 100%. And, and, uh, you Even got, Dani Alves? Well, Dani Alves wasn't really, like, he came back, isn't it? But I'm yeah, talking about players that were he, at Barcelona before Xavi. Oh, right. As in, but then he came, he still came back and did, did yeah, well. Yeah. And but I mean, like, players that had a before and after effect at Xavi. Oh, right. Because he was, they were playing some yeah. shit. Yeah. But, but it's not just like the old players. You've even got like, Dembele, who was yeah, rumored, he, he was getting most. booed from the Camp Nou and whistled to standing ovations within like three months, just under Chavi's work. So, it's uh, sky's the limit with him, man. Like yeah. if they get, if they back him properly in the summer, I reckon this team could go far in the Champions League, like well, next season. Well, well, yeah, they've also got another competition. They're still in the Europa League. Uh, yeah. What was it? Did they lose against Frankfurt? Or was they it drew one one? They drew one one. Ah, yeah. was it a last minute goal from them? Or something? Uh, no, sixty six. Ah, it was a great game though. Then. I watched the first 60-odd minutes if I had to leave, but it was a great open game. Very fun. You know, that's, that's some trophy which Xavi can bring back to the new camp. And, you know, again, it's all about having a good feel factor these days, you know. Um, yeah, a good feel factor can do a lot, especially yeah, for the youngins. Like, look, Memphis Depay, man, he's playing He's playing good football, man. Uh, and if, it, well, I think he's injured at the moment, but if he if he gets him playing well, what, 21 matches and 10 goals? Wow, he's doing all right better than he's done before if he gets him playing well as as much as hype as he as he did was was supposed to have at Man United Memphis came on a free as well didn't he yeah he did wow yeah Barcelona they, they would call it getting bargains there right and him, man they're not getting bargains you know what they're doing they're being very they're using they're using their rep they're using their rep if any if Barcelona comes uh, knocking at your door you know yeah, I think Adama Traore is taking a 60 grand a week pay cut 60 grand a week. Yeah, he's getting yeah. 15k a week or something, which is mad just to play no for way. Barcelona for six months. Yeah, you turn down like an 85,000 pound week contract. Uh, That's from Bottom, yeah? yeah. No, this, yeah. What, what you're saying is it reminds you exactly what Juve were doing. Getting oh, the yeah. free transfer. 100%. I, yeah. I, I know I'm going back to Juve, but that's that's a big comparison which I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, do, do you want to play for um, Everton for 100k a week or you want to play 20k a week at Barcelona? You know, I, I, I put it like that. What, what would you pick? I'd honestly pick well, Barcelona. Well, I, I'd, I'd, I'd never <laughs> pick Everton first of all. No, but uh, you know, like equivalent, <laughs> Portsmouth at the, back in the days. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd still pick Barcelona just purely based on the location. Yeah. And the club, obviously. History. Yeah. Yeah, stature, playing camp new. Like, it, it, it changes everything that you think of, you know. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like, even Ferran Torres is playing the best. He could win the Champions League this year, but he chose Barcelona. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's true. But, uh, but if you're Spanish, yeah. it's different. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you remember, he came from Valencia, had a season at City, then he went back to Spain. Hey, what was the equivalent of that in, in Eng- England? Uh, Valencia. No, like, <laughs> was, like uh, was he born in Valencia? Did he say? No, he played for Valencia. He played for Valencia. No, yeah. I'm saying because he's, you said he's Spanish, he wants to go back to Barcelona. No, oh no, I don't know. Where he's to, from. He wants to go back to Spain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just generally. Yeah. 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 Oh right. When, oh, right. You know, but uh, I think you know, regardless, footballers, man, Madrid and Barcelona. No, no, no. <laughs> Kieran Trippier came back to England for for that same yeah. reason. Yeah. Come back to your country. He, he did his lot. he did his thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he did his thing won La Liga uh, uh, like, Atletico Madrid with Lucky, Luis Suarez. He had know. a very successful abroad stint. Yeah. That's that's the difference. With you know, I was ra- I'm getting off track a bit here, but I was rate when English players go abroad, like Tammy Abraham and you yeah. know Ainsley Maitland and Lyles and Bellingham's a good example. Bellingham, Smalling, the other guy the, from Arsenal, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal. Yeah, Ainsley Maitland Lyles. No, he went wrong. The other guy who used to play for oh Reece Ox- No, uh, he played uh, for West Ham. Reece, Reece Oxford. Um, oh, Nel- uh, Reece Nelson. Reece Nelson. Reece Nelson. Reece Nelson. 
Didn't Smith Rowe also play abroad? No, he played for Huddersfield, I believe, on loan. Am I mistaken? Uh, I believe. I'm not sure. I might just Reece Nelson. I, I, that I think he's got uh, French in his. Shall, shall I tell you something? I swear. The, I thought the, uh, the greatest defender of all time, Nathaniel Phillips, played abroad as well. Did he? Yeah, he played. Oh, for he played in Stuttgart. Yeah, in Bundesliga. he played in the Bundesliga, didn't he? He, yeah, he looks like he would do well in the Bundesliga. You would, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that massive head. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he'd strike me as someone who do pretty badly in the. Uh, RB Leipzig for. Uh, oh, for half a season. Smith Rowe, I told yeah. you, went Leipzig. Was, was it, okay, who else went? Everton, Everton player, young. Um, yeah, man, I can't remember his name. He went to Leipzig. Oh man, it's, it's not coming to me. Everton now. player. Yeah, he went. Uh, Lookman. Yeah, that's him. Oh yeah, he came from uh, Leipzig, didn't he? Oh right. Yeah. He's not. Is he Everton now? Lookman. Oh no, I, I think it was Ever- I think it was Everton to Leipzig, and he went somewhere else afterwards. Isn't Lookman at Leicester now? I think he's at Leicester. Yeah, I though, think yeah. I think that's what, no, no. He was at Everton when he started, I believe. Though right, I yeah. think I might be wrong. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's at Leicester. I don't know where we've gone with this podcast. Like, no, no, we, no, because we, we, we're talking about uh, players going abroad because Fernand Torres wanted yeah, to go yeah. back. So yeah, that, that's where it came from. Um, which which is a bit mad, but if you think about it, you know, Fernand Torres obviously he had he had some stinkers and he was feeling the pressure, but you know, being under a coach like Xavi is going to help him as well. I didn't think the stinkers at Man City. No, no, at Barcelona, he's missing yeah. so many opportunities. He still is, to be fair. But he's he's a player that brings a lot more than just goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at the way Barcelona play, you've got you know someone like Obama Young who is scoring the goals, but he's getting criticised a bit for his link up not being as sharp as or you know as a you know yeah, as the chemistry's not there with Obama Young and the rest of the team the, the in issue, terms of link up. Yeah, the issue of Obama Young is. Right now, every club he's been to, he's had issues. He's had issues at Dortmund. No, no. He's had issues no, no. at Arsenal. The important thing is, every he's, club, he's when, he, when he starts initially, he kills he's it. Kills it. He kills he's it. like, what? Where's this guy been hiding? Yeah. And then he kills it. And then he has a fallout. Yeah. Proper mercenary, man. He's just one of those players that needs a move all the time. You know, like job hopping. He's just that on a football just, level. Yeah, there's not enough uh, passion left for them. Yeah, right. Um, I don't want to go off to- topic again, but do anything about Aubameyang go next after Barcelona? That's then? a very good question. PSG. PSG? PSG, nah, man. What? Nah. Why not? To, to be fair, at one point, uh, PSG not, did take on Van Arfa. He won't be the calibre. No, no, he won't be the calibre as he... Uh, unless they absolutely, you know, fall from the graces, but... I'm just thinking, like, French League, you know, he's played there before, we're saying Etienne. Marseille, probably. They're probably... Lyon. Bring him in. Just why not? Nah. That's just, just a left field. Expensive. He's too expensive. It's a left field. Uh, I don't like. I know it's not realistic. It's just the left field uh, yeah, throwing out there. Because yeah. who knows? Mm-hmm. Go speaking about players and speaking about transfers. I just want to get to the point um, for next season. Obviously, this season's not over, but Xavi's there for the long term. You know, this is the club he's been at for majority of his professional career. So Dowd and Kadam, I want... Um, You're saying that, but what if the Spain job comes available post-World uh, Cup? I don't think he's jumping Boston ownership for that. Bro, man, it's... it's, it's man, I don't know, you know. Okay, some, okay, some, okay. Sometimes, me, like... It, let it, me give you an example, What's bro. his name? Frank Reichard? No, not Frank Reichard. What's his name? The German uh, Hansi Flick. Hansi Flick. How did Frank Reichard go from Hansi Flick? Uh, apologies. Uh, I don't know. Mad. <laughs> 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 my, my neurons linking weirdly today. Uh, so, anyways... Um, Yes, Hansi Flick. I thought that was a weird uh, appointment. Not I really, though. He would, he'd, he'd already been part Bayern of... Bayern Munich for a, l- a lot longer than that. He I had think... some issues with Bayern board, though. He did, and Hansi Flick was part of the 
um, you know, German FA setup for quite a few years before even joining Bayern Munich. He was under okay, Joachim so Loch at uh, the 2014 okay, so, World Cup. So, uh, yeah. uh, this is, I'm, I'm envisaging it. Xavi says, yo, Laporta, I need these players. Laporta's like, now nah, we're broke, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Not without Spotify and, deal, bro. No, no, do you know what I mean? And uh, and then, oh yeah, shit, the Spotify yeah. deal. Damn, yeah. You know Actually, that, Sp- that, Spotify that, that might new, bring it in. You know what I mean? You need to talk about re- new, true, new true. Re- And re- the new UEFA. Spon- yep. Uh, financial rules, yeah, okay, okay. I'm more inclined um, that you will say that. I, I believe what you call they got a loan from a American bank as well. I can't remember who it was exactly. But was it Morgan uh, Stanley or something? Yeah, yeah. It's on JP Morgan. It might be. I'm not sure. But yeah. So interesting. Transfers was, will be interesting. Yeah. So give me free free transfers, realistic. I don't want no no like crazy ass signing saying like uh, Messi back to Barca because I genuinely can't see that. I, don't, I think, I think it's that. gone, yeah. But I need three sensible transfers from you to improve our team. Well, isn't Neymar like really wanting to go back? I think Neymar will be, you know you're saying Messi not going back. Mm-hmm. I think Neymar will be the only one left at PSG after the end of the summer. I think wow. Messi will go back. Wow, okay. And I think okay. Mbappe is at Real Madrid anyway already. I thought it was Neymar more likely to go back than Messi, personally. Nah. Uh, I don't know, maybe Xavi might tempt him. Um I, you'd obviously want Messi over Neymar, but you never know. I think it would be smarter to bring Neymar back, as much as I love Messi. Yeah, Rudiger's definitely hundred percent. Um, he he's pretty much you know, I th- I think he, he's waiting a handshake. Um, but Rudiger still has his contract doesn't expire this summer. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. I yeah. thought he had one I, more. Yeah, I think he's free. I thought Aspilicueta and Christensen was this year. They're all, they're all going, bro. Oh, I, I Chelsea's back line's gone bro they ain't winning that next, next season without Abramovich I, they're not replacing them either yeah, but, well, I, I unfortunately you can't because of obviously the sanctions um, yeah sanctions which are put on the Chelsea the new owners won't be in by then will they they will they will by, will. by the time the transfer is he trying to sell it quickly before yeah, the summer transfer keep, I would imagine keep delaying it for more bidders we'll see you know so there must be some kind of commission behind you, it you mentioned Rudiger so is there anyone you bring in the midfield attack Anyone uh, for the bench? Anyone to improve the well, whole squad? You said Frank Kessie as well, didn't you? From uh, AC Milan. Yeah. That's already Milan agreed. Region. That's already been agreed. That's agreed. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, ooh, I don't know then if they need anybody else. What? How? You know, just to even improve the bench. You know, you know, anyone bring to bring to the club give a good feel factor. As in a, a good purchase to buy. I mean, I mean, Paul Pogba is even a good shout, man. The way things are going. Um, a lot, a lot of people. If he doesn't get Champions League at the end of the year, Paul Pogba is is a is up for any uh, massive club in in the world. And I, I genuinely think Xavi could bring um, him. That would be a really interesting. Yeah, I uh, think I'd like to see. to see that as I well. I think he'd be absolutely amazing at Barcelona. Uh, so Paul Pogba um, is the only thing I can really think that would add something different, but it would actually increase overall quality. Um, and uh, because I think the, the the breed of players they've got now, he needs to work on them. He needs to nurture them. He needs to carry on that that type of uh, play style. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of going forward, I mean, uh, Luke de Jong, Tadic. I was thinking was Tadic it? from Ajax. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Get rid of uh, Luke de Jong. Get rid of the other guys. I think well. they need a Martin Brathwaite. And a new striker I think, that's young though for the no, future. No, because Tadic does everything. He's he's experienced. But they've he's already got quick. they've already got that in, in Obama Young though. An old striker that well, an older striker that's got the experience. I think they'd bring someone in um as a pure nine that's a bit younger. And who else than a pure nine? I don't think Wait, wait, is Kadama gonna say who I'm thinking? Thing. I this think uh, Erling Haaland. No, I was gonna even say that, bro. We can say Mbappe. No. Nah. No, nah, Haaland, man. Nah. Get him in. Haaland he's they can't afford it. 
They can, man. Spotify, nah. bro. I'm I'm rinsing my Spotify uh, premiums, man. I'm trying to get Haaland to buy. I'm uh, gonna say this now, right? I don't think like they could. He, no number nine is gonna come. Right. I don't think Xavi wants a uh, recognized number nine. Essentially, you know, like a like a soul strike, like a Benzema and Gonzalo Higuain. You know, like those guys that lead the front. The way that they play football now is is too. Um, it's like. You know, Aubameyang needs to, if you if you're going to be a striker, you need to play on the right wing and the left wing at the same time. You know what would be perfect, but it would never happen. I've already thought about the striker which I think Barca should bring in. I want to hear his first again. Um, well, I think Haaland is the most realistic striker. Okay. I think that's I'll, one person they should bring I, in. I don't think. Oh, am I doing three? I'll give yeah, you three. three. Go on. I think Jose Gaia from Valencia. Okay. That'll be a good left back choice. And um, an interesting one, even though they are already stacked in midfield, I did like the Pogba shout, but although I don't think that's happening, I think Real Madrid would be the only Spanish team he'd go to. Um, oh, really? Just yeah, the but, French oh, connection oh, over yeah, there. Yeah, but the thing is, Aubameyang said that, said he's grand, I want to play for Real Madrid. Now yeah, but Barca. with Real Madrid, it's like that French that. connection, you know, every, every French player wants to play for them because there's Zidane and Mbappe's going and they've got Benzema there and Fernand Mendy's there and like, it's just, it's a whole baguette club over there, man. But, <laughs> uh, oh man! Um, just for Barcelona's midfield, other than Pogba, I think uh, Mikel Marino from Sociedad would be an interesting one. Man, I, I like can't would... believe you play for Newcastle United. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I feel like he'd be class. All right, and the, he would shine. Like, in the, that the shout which I wanted uh, for, uh, for for a player going to Barcelona, Darwin Nunez. Nunez. Uh, oh, Nunez. I'm not a fan. Yes, Benfica. He, yep, he plays. He can play. Uh, I'm not a fan, I'll be honest. Three positions. I feel like Dero Moreno, uh, Moreno would be better than him. No, no, I, I he's know. More... Yeah, You're going with these old strikers, like. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is, is a young striker. Old as gold. <laughs> old as gold, <laughs> my guy. Nah, um, no, I'm talking, you, you're talking about a young striker and someone to bring in, you know, for a good feel factor. And he's just changed his agent for, uh, to... Uh, Juan Mendes. Yeah, Mendes. Jo- Jorge Mendes. George Mendes. George Mendes. I don't know what the heck was going on there, but yeah, no, I j- no, I think that would be a good shout. You know, Benfica to Barcelona. I yeah. think, I think but one. I think he would be terrible for them. How come? I think he's not technical enough as a player to, uh, you know, to suit Barcelona's style yeah, of playing, whichever he wants. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's a good player in terms of like he's he's tenacious and he's got good finishing. But honestly, like, I'm not impressed. Whenever I've seen him, I'm just like, this guy looks like he's a bit of a. I don't know. He's man. got he's, two left feet, man. Like he, he, he's causing really? he was causing Liverpool problems, you know. Yeah, but not with and, his dribbling. And, and just to let you know, he did score against Barcelona as he well. He did, he did. And that goal, so, ironically, was quite a good solo effort. You, you I'm just saying in mean, general, right? like the eye test, I'm not convinced. I could be wrong, but I just feel like... I feel like Isaac, um, Alexander Isak would be better than... Oh, that guy's know. overrated as hell. Man. Yeah, I think he's overrated as well. Damn. He's a, cl- he's a good player, but he's not Barcelona level. You know who would be unbelievably good in Barcelona? Go on. He'd be unbelievably good everywhere, but I feel like in Barcelona, he'd just be that next level, even more so. Harry Kane. Would be I think anywhere so Tottenham good in La Liga. So I'm telling you, Harry Kane in La Liga would be so so good. Yeah. Such a I, technical I don't player. mind that. I just don't want him breaking Shearer's record. So Harry Kane, if you if you listen to this, he's uh, never leaving La Liga. You know, with with uh, <laughs> Tottenham likely getting top four, he won't leave. But that's that's a uh, that's what I'd like to say. I'd, I'd like to see him there. Pogba and Harry Kane in Barcelona. Why not? Okay, um, that's great. Uh, thank you for everyone who's listening right now. Um, I do apologise on Dowd's behalf when he came to the trivia. Um, <laughs> oh, his mind might be on Pluto, so, just, you know. Just, uh, he's fasting, he's fasting. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's bl- all right. Blame him on this fact. 
I also blame the way uh, you know I put the question as well. Yeah. So Thank you know, I'll be I'll I'm be good for that. I'm glad we cleared that up. Can I right, add guys. these ten points to the Newcastle tally and take us top half table? Uh, <laughs> isn't there like a stat where uh, Brighton have never been um, above Newcastle ever in the Premier League history? Oh right, in yeah. the end of the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Don't yeah. ask Ty. He's all, he's also saying uh, Brighton can get relegated every season. Yeah, I don't think he likes him for some reason. Uh, probably because of um, Neil. Uh, Mope. Mope, yeah, probably. <laughs> 10 points would take us nine. Damn. Damn. The gap between ninth and eighth is hilarious. <laughs> All right, guys. Th- thank you so much. Uh, bye. Take care. Bye. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok by searching the handle 343Football. That's F U T B O L. And on Instagram by searching 343Football Podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher, and all other major podcast networks.